Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast. This is Pastor Jack Irvin from Akron, Ohio. And uh, we're enjoying some good weather here and really hearing the birds tweep. Today I want to uh, talk some more about the kingdom of God and want to read two scriptures that are kind of uh, two of my favorites concerning the kingdom. I know uh, if you turn the TV on, you're going to hear a lot of talk about living and walking in the kingdom. And the inference for a lot of the preachers, and there's some good ones and some, some not so good. And of course, it's not my job to point that out, but the Lord deals with us. Aren't you glad he does? You know, just just a word on that. Don't be one of those uh, fault finder people that your whole life is uh, revolved around you trying to find what's wrong with somebody else. Let the Holy Spirit do that. Just proclaim the truth. Proclaim the good news. Proclaim the whole counsel of God. And that's something we all fight with because we all have a tendency to uh, get off on the tangent that God is bringing us through currently. And I've done that many times and the Lord will correct us. Well, you need to go back to this. You need to do that and uh, thank the Lord for that. But I'm going to read two scriptures to you concerning the kingdom today and uh, to try to give us the whole counsel because, um, Walking in the kingdom is not always easy. Matter of fact, sometimes it's really challenging if you look at the word, even the new covenant, and I'm a big new covenant person. We'll start with Acts chapter 14, verse 22. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. And the second scripture is found in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. Hebrews 12, verse 28. Wherefore we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. Listen to this now. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. You know, both those scriptures in Acts 13. Let me reread them again, verse 22. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue faith that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. And then in Hebrews 12, 28. Wherefore, we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved, Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. You know, when we're born again, we enter into the kingdom. And the entryway is not always the easiest because the word says we enter the kingdom through much tribulation. If you study that word, if you've ever read any of Rick Renner's teaching on gems, sparkling gems. He does a Greek study word. It's a daily devotional. goes through all the years of year, and he takes a Greek word and describes it. Uh, The word tribulation is in his uh, devotional. 
and it's the word thalipsis. And it's a word that has a lot of meaning to it when we, we hear tribulation. We, we think of certain things like the great tribulation would come. But the word means to, it's, it's a real picture metaphorical word, which means to have your hands and feet tied with a boulder on top of you. Imagine that. That's how we enter the kingdom. In other words, we don't we don't come to God and walk with God any in our own merit. You know, it's by His grace we're saved. You know, and there is an aspect of grace that's unmerited favor. You know, we didn't deserve it, but God purchased. He redeemed us. He brought us back. And, you know, you might be even today just in a real helpless situation. You might really be frustrated because you just can't seem to get unstuck. Well, you're actually in a good place because that's really how you enter the kingdom. You know, when you got it all figured out and you're on top of the mountain, we just really have a tendency to not stay focused on the Lord. We think we did that by our efforts. And the Lord wants us to be overcomers, but... But God takes all the circumstances in our lives. He takes the hard times, the good times. And he's working all those things out for our good. Do you really believe that? You know, it's, it's sad when you get in prayer meetings and we all pray or try to pray away our problems. When really, I think sometimes God sent them. Not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. You know, that scripture in Jeremiah, we all know, you know, that God has a plan. He has a purpose. He gives us a future. It's in Jeremiah 29. That was given when the Jews were in captivity, the Babylonian captivity, because they had disobeyed the Lord. Isn't that amazing? God has a way of bringing good news in the midst of a terrible situation. You need to draw near to him today. You need to seek him. You need to, to spend time with him today. It's just amazing how God does that. You know, that scripture in Acts, I read 14.22, and I'll probably teach on this next week or two. Take some time and read Acts chapter 13 and Acts chapter 14. Just incredible. It's really the basics of Paul's first missionary journey. And he leaves from Antioch and Syria, and he ends up in Antioch and Pisidia, which is Asia Minor, which is what we would call modern-day Turkey. But he goes through all these things from raising the dead to uh, uh, having a showdown with the sorcerer, to being stoned to death and they, they, they believe he's dead, uh, to having discord with Mark because uh, uh, Paul and Barnabas had a different view of Mark, so they separated. That's in Acts chapter, I think it's 13. But anyway, it's, it's really a beautiful description of apostolic ministry. And, you know, you hear everybody wants to be apostles and 
you know, apostles are sent. And I, I believe personally that apostles are developed. You know, I'm sure it's it's possible because, you know, when you have fivefold gifts, uh, it's a gift of the person. But apostolic ministry is foundational for the church to be built. But it's a bottom-up ministry, not a top-down. And if you read Acts 13 and 14, you see that uh, Paul and Barnabas, they're both called apostles, were servants. They were trailblazers. And their ministry started because the prophets had laid hands on them in Antioch and said, separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work whereunto I've called you. And that's the essence of apostolic ministry, is it? You know, the old phrase in seminary we used to always say, and we'd laugh when newcomers would come, but it's, it's so true, is some are papacent, some are mamacent, some are godsent, and some just up and went. And if you're going to flow in the apostolic, you need to know where God has sent you. You got a mandate from the Lord. It should burn in your soul. You know, if you're apostolic too, you're not going to necessarily have a local church call as much. You could be over a local church, but your call is going to be more to the body because you're going to help set the church in order. And you see that the prophets gave direction to Paul and to Barnabas. They lay in hands on them and they knew. And the prophet, prophetic ministry sometimes give a directional timing type of word. It's, it's time. Separate me, Paul and Silas, for the work whereunto I've called them. They knew where they were going to go. And they started their ministry out going to the synagogues. But in the midst of that chapter in Acts 13, 14, they really realized that their call was to the Gentiles. And Paul knew that because in Acts chapter 9, if you read in Acts chapter 26 too, it's really clear that the Lord had instructed Paul that he was going to be a light to the Gentiles. And for whatever reason, they went to the Jews and uh, a lot got saved. And then Peter eventually took over the role of being the apostle to the Jews. But you have to know where you're sent. And the good news, too, when God sent us, if you go to the scripture in Hebrews chapter 12, let me reread that again because it's just awesome. And it really gives a perspective on grace. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. You know, we have to receive the kingdom. It doesn't just fall from the sky. Just like you get born again, you receive the kingdom. And some people can enter the kingdom, but they don't really see it because they don't understand or have revelation on it. In Matthew 16, where Jesus reveals who he is, he tells Peter that flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. He had revelation. That's how it comes when you receive the kingdom of God. It cannot be moved. When you get real fresh revelation from the Lord, it's just so solidifying. Maybe you need that today. Maybe you need the Lord to come and talk to you. Just open up your heart, receive the Lord. Say, Lord, I receive your kingdom. And listen to this second part of the verse in verse 28 of Hebrews. You know, we receive that kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace. And listen to this. This, this, 
This just describes what grace does. It's incredible. See, grace isn't just unmerited favor. Grace is God's enablement for you to do what he calls you to do. When he sends you on a mission, or he sends you to a place, or he sends you to a person, he gives you his grace. Listen to this. Whereby, and that means you're going to have grace so that you can, that we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. You know, you're going to hear all the phrases on hyper grace and all these grace teachers and all that. And, and um, it's not a real good term. There used to be the term hyper faith, you know, with all the faith preachers. But grace is not just undeserved favor. It's God's enablement. It's actually Jesus incarnate. Jesus is grace. And grace is the power for you to serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Incredible. There's a godly fear even in grace. Because that's what grace does for you. It gives you the ability not to sin. It doesn't give you a license to sin. It gives you the power to not sin. You know, can sin abend? You know, because grace abounds, does sin abound? Whoa, no, God forbid. Paul's real clear on that. When grace abounds, sin decreases because grace gives you the power to overcome. And God has supplied all you need. He's already given it to you so that you can be an overcomer. You can serve God acceptably. How many of us want to serve God acceptably? If God is calling us to do something, we need to get on and do it. Because God wants us to serve him with godly fear too. That's not an unhealthy fear. It's not a fear where you're so afraid of God, he's going to smush you like a bug. But you have to understand, and we'll talk some more in the next few weeks about sonship. And again, humanity has a way of twisting concepts. You know, it's, it's like apostolic, it gets twisted because we think an apostolic ministry is some big ministry where everybody is subject to them. They got this big network. It's not like that. Apostolic ministry is servant ministry. The same thing with the kingdom. When you're in the kingdom, people think, oh, I'm in the kingdom now, so I'm going to prosper all the time and be blessed and whatever. Well, I just read you two scriptures that says we enter the kingdom through much tribulation. Philipsis, helplessness. We enter the kingdom when we are totally helpless. But God is the supply. He's the power. He doesn't want us to trust in our own ability. He gives us the ability. He's our very life. Christ who is your life. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. It's just so, so important that you know that your old man died and you got a new man and Jesus is transforming you. So I want to encourage you today to ask God to fill you or actually you need to say, Lord, I need to let out your grace and power because it's already there. It's already there. You are complete in him. You've got everything you need. People call it the finished work, but God has already supplied you. What's the excuse? You know, we plead with God to come do something. He wants you to get up and move. When you start moving, 
the pl- the power supply is already there. You just got to plug into it. And it's it's so awesome. And you can serve God acceptably. You know, we'll get into the book of Acts chapter 13 next week because there's so much in there. And it's really a beautiful picture of apostolic ministry. And it's the ministry of the prophetic too because, because the whole foundation of them being sent was confirmed through the prophets. That's how there's a tag team, apostolic, prophetic. And those are foundational ministries. When we begin to move from visitation mode as a church where we're pleading with God to come, come, come. And we begin to get revelation that we're in the kingdom and we have already been inhabited. God inhabits the praises of his people. When we move from visitation mode to habitation mode, we'll begin to realize that God is already here. We just need to experience his presence. We need to flow in that presence. We need to realize, and we see that in the book of Acts 13, 14, when Paul is in one of his meetings and he perceived there was faith for healing. See, the power of God is present, and we just need to go, and you allow the Lord to lead you. Our church services need to be more like that, where we just get in the presence of the Lord, and there's a flow of the Holy Spirit as we begin to allow him to move, okay? And he can help us to overcome anything in our lives today. And if you're troubled with sin, you need to plug in the supply today. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, it's through much tribulation we enter the kingdom. Lord, we're in the kingdom. That doesn't mean everything is going to be easy. But Lord, we have the true riches of Jesus in our heart. Lord, you inhabit us. You're not leaving us. Lord, you don't need to come visit us. You already have visited us. You're in us. Lord, I pray today you'd bless your people with fresh revelation. And Lord, your grace poured out already that we can acceptably with reverence and godly fear serve you. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Be blessed. Hey, give me a call. Text me when you hear this if you can. And... uh, Just let me know you're alive. Amen. If we can help in any way, you feel free to contact me. God bless.